This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin and I'm the Ministry Leader at Parenting for Faith and your host for today. But I'm not going to be saying very much. I'm going to hand over very swiftly to Lucy Rycroft, our newest team member, who is interviewing Kat Wordsworth. Now Kat beautifully and vulnerably creates a window into her journey with God, her relationship with him, and doubt has been a really big part of that. So she shares what that's been like for her, what it means, Um, And I hope just really opens up this topic, which can feel a bit shameful and a bit taboo as Christians, just to share that it's really normal to have lots of doubts and how to um, how to make that part of your parenting journey and to help keeping your children uh, meeting and knowing God throughout that. Uh, Just before I hand over, I just want to say this is the final chance to book for our Parenting as a Church Leader Day. Bookings close on the 2nd of February, uh, but the actual date is on the 6th of February. We would love to see you or a leader that you know there. The link will be in the show notes. Um, So do get in touch. But I'm going to hand over now to Lucy. Here at Parenting for Faith, we tend to talk with a positive can-do attitude because we are all about empowering and equipping Christian parents to parent for faith. We genuinely believe that you are the best person to parent your child for faith. But what if you're not feeling so positive about faith? What if you're trying to parent for faith whilst also struggling with your own? I'm Lucy Rycroft, a member of the Parenting for Faith team, and I'm super excited to be talking to today's guest. She's a self-confessed doubting Christian, a wife and a mum. She's the face behind popular Instagram account About Doubt and author of forthcoming book, Let's Talk About Doubt. Kat Wordsworth, welcome to Parenting for Faith. Hi, Lucy. Thanks for having me. Can you just start by sharing a little bit about who you are, what everyday life looks like for you? Yeah, so as you said, I I am married, two kids who are fast approaching being middle age rather than tiny ones now. Um, I have a part-time job. I, as you said, I'm an author. So all in all, it's a bit of a juggling act, as I think it is for lots of people. Um, you know, the line between being fulfilled and being overwhelmed is sometimes very thin. Um, but when I get a chance, I, I love to read love being outside and I think as you know I love having long coffees with friends (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yes I'm one of those friends I'm privileged to call you my friend (laughs) and we've definitely had some long conversations over coffee which has been great and Kat just for those listening can you share a little bit about your faith journey and I know you've written a whole book about this so so it's hard to sort of compress to just a, a minute or two but can you just give us like a potted kind of history of your your faith journey and history yeah, so it's it's definitely one that's got quite a few twists and turns, I'd say. Um, I was raised in a, a very loving Christian family. You know, I've been a church member since I was born, um, went to youth groups, youth church, came to uni, went to the CU, joined a church. You know, I really ticked all of the boxes that you can tick. Um, but I suppose of all, well, always, as long as I can really put words to this, I've I've always been aware of this nagging sense that kind of something was missing. I didn't quite seem to feel the same way as other people in the church. I didn't seem to 
kind of connect in the same way that they were. And I don't think I would have called that doubt in my teenage years. I think I just, I think I was just waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for something extra to click into place. Um, I just didn't feel like I'd quite got it. Um, and then after church, after university, sorry, I, I did a music degree at, at uni and then after uni finished I worked as a music intern at a church for a year in hindsight given what I've just said about feeling like something was missing I, I wonder what my what my decision making was quite going on there but I think yeah. I just thought I wanted to provoke that that missing piece to fall into place and I thought yeah. maybe if I put myself into this situation that might be what happens of course benefit of hindsight the opposite happened you know I just couldn't I couldn't pretend anymore that I felt the same as the other people there and yeah I just had a massive faith crisis really the doubts really overtook the faith um and at that point yeah I didn't I didn't know anyone else that had been through that I didn't know where to turn to for help I didn't know whether my questions were even unspeakable um, and really that that experience is why I do what I do now. It's completely against my nature to kind of share my soul all over social media and to write a book about it. But that vulnerability is what I needed at that point. I needed to know that it was normal to experience these things. It was a common part of faith and that it didn't need to be this, you know, massive, dirty, shameful seek that completely isolated me for the next few well, years really of my life. Um, yeah, def- definitely twists and turns to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the place I'm in now, yeah, the place I'm in now with faith. Really, I'd say that, you know, doubt completely stripped my faith right back to rock bottom. You know, I didn't, there was, it was nothing that I didn't question, nothing that I didn't take to pieces. But through doing that, I discovered kind of, this unbreakable longing for God, you know, that I really did want it to be true. I wanted Jesus to be real. I I thought it made sense of the world. Um, And it was finding that foundation that really allowed me to kind of build my faith back up. And as you've said in your introduction, like I, I still have a very doubtful, messy faith. But I would say that despite the doubt, my faith is now stronger than it was before, before I let the doubt in, because it's really made me confront it and think it through and make it my own. Mm. So yeah, probably not your, your average Christian's testimony to, to be thanking doubt, but that is, that is the reality of what's happened to me. And I think it's a reality others can relate to. And one of the things you've taught me through your Instagram, through through the chats that we've had in person mm. and through your amazing book too, is that faith and doubt can coexist in that yeah. in that space. You know, it's not a series, it's not a case of, you know, you go through a series of doubts and then you kind of get answers to all your questions mm. and suddenly you're okay again. It, it, it's an ongoing process it's an ongoing kind of way of doing faith yeah definitely I'd I'd say for years I absolutely tortured myself because certainty was my goal you know I wanted to be 100% sure 100% of the time and anything less than that I just didn't think could be real um and it was really just by 
realizing that that wasn't true, you know, recognizing faith in myself alongside doubt and trying to marry that up with this idea of that I had to be sure it just didn't, didn't work anymore. And it's, it's a hard one because that's not how everyone feels. I know I have got some friends who are wonderful people who do feel quite sure all the time and that's fine. That's just not how, that's just not how I feel. Um, and I'm, it's taken many years to accept that that's okay, but now I accept that's okay. And I don't discount myself, which is huge for me. That is huge. And I imagine a real freedom as well. Yeah. Being able definitely. to acknowledge that, you know, this is how yeah. my faith looks and that's okay. And I'm not alone. Yeah. And in fact, you're in good company because so many yeah. of the key biblical figures yeah, <laughs> experienced that, didn't they? You know, Thomas, yeah. Moses, lots of people. Yeah, and it was actually, you know, I was I was quite scared to read the Bible for quite a few years because I just assumed that um, what I would find in there would confirm to me that, you know, I was an absolute failure and I must be doing something wrong and I was completely broken and I just wasn't doing it right. And that's just not what, when I finally was brave enough to to look, that's not what you find. You know, Jesus responded to admissions of doubt with compassion, not disgust. You know, Thomas... With Jesus stood directly in front of him, wasn't quite sure what was going on. And Jesus literally moved closer and held his hands out. You know, the father whose child, is it a son, was ill and kind of came out with that famous, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief line. You know, Jesus didn't say, oh, well, I'm sorry, but there's doubt in there, so I can't possibly help you. You know, the son was healed. So it was, it was noticing that compassion and trying to extend it to myself yeah that was a huge deal for me yeah so in the last few years whilst you've been processing all of this you've also been growing your family Mm -hmm. so can you just share a little bit about what parenting for faith looks like in your household with your kids as one who doubts yeah challenging is the honest way to answer that question um you know I think it's a difficult thing even if you're not struggling with your faith you know I think we all struggle with the best ways to communicate these things to our kids um I suppose my my hope for my children is that somehow I can pass on or inspire a faith in them that they don't then need to pick apart. It isn't full of the same things that caught me out when I got to adulthood. Um, and I think one of the things that I touch on in the book is that a big part of my doubts was just having completely the wrong expectations for what faith would actually look like. Um, you know, I I kind of expected God to be this this helicopter parent kind of, directing every step of my life, ready and waiting with a cushion to break any fall, easily accessible through prayer, um, with, you know, responses clear and audible. And it's it's a hard one, isn't it? Because it's not that those things aren't untrue, but that we do a disservice to ourselves when we present them as very black and white concepts, when we when we miss out the nuance that, you know, 
life of a life of faith is sometimes really hard and you don't quite know what's going on and it's difficult to hear from God and it's difficult to do this stuff. Um obviously passing that on to kids when it's what I'm trying to work out myself is difficult. Passing that on in an age appropriate way is difficult. Um the tack I've kind of taken with it is to really try and instill this great love of curiosity into them you know I want them to ask questions I want them to know that that's okay that there's nothing they can ask that is off the table nothing is unspeakable nothing is shameful um and just just help them consider the bigger picture but yeah it it is really hard um and then there's I suppose I should touch on because other people might be in the same kind of situation that that you, my husband hasn't had the same experience as me. Doesn't it's obviously very sympathetic and loving and all of that, but hasn't had the same doubts as me. So the tension of that in parenting can be really difficult in terms of how you then what you're teaching your children and how you actually do it in your family. I think, yeah. <laughs> I'll go back to my first response, which was, it is challenging. (laughs) And I think we all just need to have um, compassion for ourselves sometimes and think, you know, we're doing the best we can with what we've got. Um, Yeah. Yeah. One of the Parenting for Faith tools that we talk about is unwinding wrong views of God. And I think you touched on that there, that sometimes we have this wrong view that God is going Mm. to be like a sort of sat-nav, you know, at every turn, yeah, we are going to clearly hear his voice saying, do this, do that, go to the left, go to the right, go straight on, stop, whatever it is. There's a speed camera ahead. Yeah. Um, and actually, like you so articulately said, it, it's more nuanced than that. And and that's maybe an un, a, a sort of wrong view of God that we can help unwind for our children so that they don't go into adulthood expecting yeah. that every step will sort of be very, very clearly laid out for them. You know, what's what comes to mind is how many times in the Bible we read something, but we have to be not cautious, but aware that somewhere else in the Bible has, you know, the, the pair to that. So I'm thinking of, you know, the times in Proverbs where it it holds out this idea that if you keep God's law and follow his commands, you know, you'll be blessed. And then you you hold that with Job and you think, well, that isn't what happened there. Um, you know, they're, they're constituent parts of a bigger whole that kind of demonstrate that humanity is messy sometimes. But it's it's how you get that in for children yeah. without terrifying them or making them feel really unstable. Um, I suppose what I come back to time and time again is I don't think you can go far wrong just reading stories about love again and again if you're struggling if you're having a bad day talk about love pick a story about love because really that's the grounding that well definitely I need sometimes um and that I think most of us need a reminder of that and I think if that's your foundation that's a good starting point absolutely yeah and on that note Kat how would you encourage other parents who might be listening to this who are similarly 
um, doubting or, or having some struggles with their own faith mm. and perhaps aren't even sure that they can nurture their children's faith. They're, they're maybe sort of thinking, do you know what? I've got no idea what I believe anymore. How can I possibly nurture yeah. the faith of my children? What would you say to them? I suppose the first thing is I, I hope I've made it clear in my answers so far that if they're feeling like that, they're not the only one. Yeah. I've absolutely been there myself. And I think that is sometimes hugely validating for people. You know, doubt isn't talked about that much at all in Christian culture, and it can make you feel like you're the only one. So if that's you listening, it is not just you. Struggling is really common. Um, and I think you you mentioned my Instagram account in your introduction and the messages I receive from people across the world who have been struggling with these doubts but just just can't speak them out because they don't know where to go. They don't know who's a safe person to open up to. That is, yeah, a real problem. Um, so, yeah, that would be my first. My first point is it's not just you. Struggling is really common. And I suppose with that in mind, try and seek support, whether that's whether you want someone to actually, you know, pick through your questions with you or whether you just need someone else to know just to take the weight off you a bit. Try and find a safe person and a trustworthy person that you can talk to. Um, you know, we, we're, we're very good at suffering in silence and just trying to bury our heads in the sand with these things, but that's not always the most helpful thing um I think another thing that I've tried to do um and obviously this comes with caveats and you need to be careful which topics you you pick on for this but I think one thing that I've done is if I've got a particular question about something work through it with your kids yeah find resources think it through yourself and chat to them about it. Like if you are struggling with prayer and how that works, don't just sit there, you know, telling your kids that it's it's really wonderful and easy and all of that. Talk to them about the reality of it. Obviously, again, in an age-appropriate way, and that's, that's the difficult part of it. But, you know, in, include them in it. Model to them that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to to not be sure about things sometimes. Um, I think one of the one of the best books that, that um, I've read with my son over the years is the J. John book, That's a Good Question. Um, and he loves it because there's all sorts of questions about are there dinosaurs on the ark and will my pet be in heaven and that kind of thing. And I love it because it's, it's instilling in him that it's okay to ask questions. And sometimes the answer is, well, we're not really sure. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's it's tough. And if you're in that place, you know, I I feel for you and I know how hard it can be. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. And I love that book too. My kids love yeah. it. It's yeah, just, it is he's, great. He's got a great way of communicating, hasn't he? And yeah. like you say, it's just great for our children to know that it's all right to ask questions and that not all questions have got easy answers. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really powerful. And I think there are a lot more able to deal with that than we sometimes give them credit for yeah you know when I say to my son who is well he'll be 10 this week when I say to him oh you know well we're not really sure I kind of take a deep breath sometimes I'm like how are you going to respond to that and he just says fine great mm. that's that's just life 
Yeah. Like he, he's not phased by it in the way that we might expect him to be. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, there I'm sure have been people listening to this who are breathing a huge sigh of relief, thinking, thank goodness I'm not alone. There will also be people listening to this really intrigued, thinking, well, this is not my experience, but how can I make my church or my Christian community a safe place for those who are doubting, for want of a better word. Yeah. So have you got any advice for those of us who think, well, this isn't us, but we know people like this exist in our churches, in our church communities. What do we need to know? What does the church at large need to know about supporting those who doubt and possibly their families? I think the thing that would have made the biggest difference in my story would have been if doubt had been a more visible conversation in church and I'm not just talking about one church I've been a member of several I've been to you know summer camps conferences all that kind of thing and even now I I struggle to pick out the doubt sometimes and think how can I how can I relate this to my experience um I just I just wish it was talked about more yeah and I think sometimes people worry that that might encourage doubt in a way um I, I don't think I don't think that's necessarily the case. But equally, I think doubt has so much wisdom in it. It's got so much to teach us. I mean, look at look at my story. I'm almost crediting doubt with deepening my faith um, because it's it's made me really consider things and really think things through. And yeah, I just I just wish we'd talk about it more and not just at the sidelines, you know, not just in closed rooms or in groups specifically set up for people asking questions but just that it could be a mainstream conversation without so much stigma attached to it I think is my well it's really it's what I do now it's why I bear my soul all over the internet is just to try and open up the conversation so that people can see that it isn't this scary threat to church or faith but can be something that can you know just be a part of everyone's journey yeah, that's so helpful. Thank you. And just as we draw this to a close, can you tell everybody how they can find you if they want to follow you on Instagram? Tell us about your book. Go for it. Yeah, so my Instagram is, um, well, it does what it says on the tin. It is about underscore doubt. Um, quite quite straightforward. Um, and yes, um, next, well, in February, I have a book coming out, equally subtly entitled, Let's Talk About Doubt. Um, which is, yeah, it's a lot of what we've talked about today. It is, it's my story of what led to that, that faith crisis, what happened, the impact it had on me, how I've unpicked my faith and then built it back up to this point. It's also, you know, got some discussion of the role of faith and doubt in Christian culture and my, um, non-aggressive suggestions for how we could, you know, make that a bit more welcoming to people who aren't sure um yes and it's it's available in all places that you can buy books amazon waterstones wh smith i think online you can order it so yes i'd love it if you checked it out that's wonderful thank you we'll put those details in the show notes so do check 
those out. The book is out on February 24th, but you can pre-order now. And uh, I can highly recommend both book and Instagram accounts. They are super. So thank you so much, Kat. And thank you for taking time today to share your wisdom with us. We have really benefited, well, I've benefited from it. And I'm <laughs> sure everyone listening will have done as well. We are so, so grateful for your time and your My wisdom pleasure. and for just helping us to get, like, process this stuff and and think about it so yeah thank you so much Kat this week's question is what have you heard in church or read in the bible that you're not sure about you're a little bit older you might just want to say what doubts do you have if they know what doubts mean um but for younger kids you might want to phrase it as what have you heard in church or read in the bible that you're not sure about great conversation we will be back next week bye thank you for downloading the parenting for faith podcast a new episode will be released next week and why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you